Hey guys, it's Ed. I'm coming to you live from the Drunk Gossip Studios here in New York City. And, um, Will and I actually did, um, a test today for the vlog. I'm very happy with how it turned out. Um, we're still tweaking the format a little bit, I think. Um, the test was, um... The test we did today was about the Phil Hartman story, um, and I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna let that one ride for now, and not talk about it here just yet. Anyways, I might change my mind after I speak with Will about it. Um, Will is officially our executive producer, um, so yay. Well, co-executive producer. Clearly, I'm still in charge. <laughs> I'm so in charge that I wait until I know he's sleeping to record. That way he can't scream at me that I need production notes. <laughs> so those are the big changes here um, as we head it towards our first anniversary. Um, I do want to let you know that I've not forgot about the celebrity conspiracy episode that I keep promising you guys. <clears throat> Rather, um, I just, I've been waiting for the right time to do it, and I think to coincide with, um, the anniversary of the podcast, I'm going to release the Celebrity Conspiracy book, and, um, that episode. So, I will give you more details as soon as I have them. Um, so let's get into today's up. Um, as you know, there's been a lot of changes going on over at the Today Show. Um, I broke the story about how Kathleen Lee was fired, not, um, she didn't quit, like, they tried to play it off. Well, Hoda and Jenna Bush are, like, totally trying to spin this whole thing now. And, um, make it to where, like, things are really sad. This is what Hoda said. Sometimes during commercial breaks, we share parts of our lives, and literally moments before we go on air, there's a moment where we're going like, oh my god, that was the most beautiful thing in the world, and then you gotta snap back into real life. But I think we, we are all kind of friends first, and I think that makes it work. You sort of feel that... We each have each other's backs, and I think that's important, so emotional, but we're there for that. We're there for each other. First of all, Matt Lauer and Megyn Kelly would disagree with that, okay? Let's be real here. Um, if you've read the Kelly claps, you know what happened. If you, if you didn't, please buy the damn book. I don't write these for my health, people. Um, in the Kelly claps, I talk about how... Um, Edel Roker threw a big party and basically froze Megan Kelly out. I'm not saying she didn't deserve it, but let's be real about what happened here. Um, Jenna Hager said things are awesome. We have Libby, who's our executive producer, the first woman executive producer ever. And 
you know, here's the thing. I get liking your coworkers. Um, <clears throat> I've liked my coworkers. In fact, earlier this evening, I was texting with one who I need to text back. That just reminded me of that. <laughs> this is why I record, so I remember who I need to text. Um, I email with one all the time. Um, another former coworker of mine. Um, Mary T, who you guys are going to meet, uh, she's going to be my co-host one day, coming up very soon. Um, she's a former co-worker. Um, Will is my producer, he's my co-worker. And we get along famously. But, not everyone I've worked with have I liked. There was one lady who I... I actually quit my job because of her, because she was so nasty. Um, And, you know, it's one thing to say, oh, we're like a family. But be honest about who we are. Okay? I'm going to go and I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back. Um, Okay, you guys know, clearly I'm in New York, I tell you every time. Um, You hear the sounds in the background, I know you do, because... Well, frankly, how could you not? Um, I try to get it, I really do try to make it as quiet as possible, but, um, anyways, what I'm saying is, I have, I don't have the New York life that you see on TV, I wish I did. Lord knows I wish I did. Um, but, I have run into celebrities, um, I'm trying, I've run into Jill Zarin, um, Tina Fey, Tina Fey is just awesome, guys. Like, I cannot say enough good stuff about Tina Fey. I love her. Um, I'm trying to, there were a couple more that I've run into. Um, Kelly uh, Rutherford from Gossip Girl and Melrose Place. Uh, Joshua Jackson, when he was, uh, me and Mandy went to see him in, um, Children of a Lesser God. And then I ran into him on the subway. And didn't realize who he was and went to flirt with him. That's a whole different story. Um, I'll tell you that one maybe in the next segment. Or probably not in the next segment. Maybe in a future episode. Um, But anyways. One person, or I should say, one of the people who I really want to run into that I haven't is Ben Platt. First of all, Ben Platt is... Okay, just... I'm going to get yelled at for making that noise on this podcast. Because you sure heard Will yelling at me while we were filming earlier. Um... Anyways, Ben Platt is just gorgeous. He's super talented. Um, for those that don't know, he started off in um, the hit musical Dear Evan Hansen. Um, and then he, when he left, he started booking gigs more regularly. Um, he's going to be in a Ryan Murphy Netflix show. Um, I think it's called The Politician, unless they've changed that title. Um... He guest starred on Will and Grace, where he was just super duper adorable and cute. Um, 
And now it came out that he's actually releasing some music. Normally, I'm not a big fan of that. Um, and I know a lot of Broadway stars do it. Um, Kristen Chenoweth, Idina Menzel did it. Um, both of those ladies have just fabulous voices. And um, it, it actually makes sense because they were singers first. But you do get some people who are um, less than talented, we'll say, releasing music, and you're like, God, why? Who gave you a record deal? Um, ben Platt is going to be in the same category as Idina Menzel and Christian Chenoweth. Mostly because, yes, he does have a great voice. Um, if you've listened to the Dear Evan Hansen um, soundtrack, then you know. Or if you've seen the actual musical itself on Broadway. And if you have, I'm totally jealous. I want the book so badly. <laughs> Anyways. <clears throat> it would not be a podcast without me coughing. That's just, that's like my signature, I guess. Most people have something much better. I get a cough. Um, anyway, so, um, he was talking recently and he, he, he did some, um, press for, for this and then he tweeted out that we're going to have two new songs from him come February 1st, to which I say, can it be February 1st already? Cause damn, um, and in the next segment, we're going to be talking about more music. This is really just going to be a music episode, people. Um, I can't help it. Okay, technically I can. And I, like, even though he's not here, I literally heard Will scream at me, you decide the episode. He he wouldn't be wrong to say that. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, anyways, I'm super excited um, so February 1st, make sure you're, you're listening to Ben Platt's new songs. Let's, let's do this for him. Let's do this for me, because maybe he'll flirt with me. Alright? I'm gonna go and I'll be right back. And I'm back. So, full confession here. Um, we're gonna be talking about Jackie Little Pill, Alanis Morissette's Magnum Opus. Um... That sounded really gay, even to me. (laughs) So congratulations if you're still listening. Thank you so much. Um, So, um, last year, we all, or not last year, in 2017, uh, um, I went through a breakup. And I followed all my rituals. I burned everything he gave me. I deleted him off social media so fast that people didn't even believe he existed. Uh, Which is how he... Funny thing. Here's how he got the name He Who Does Not Exist. Um, One of my former co-workers... um, Callback from the first segment here. Um, Anyways. One of my former co-workers... Um, was going to go show a mutual friend of ours a picture of me and, and my ex. 
and she it's, he broke up with me via text um which if you don't if you haven't heard the story basically um he 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 quote unquote needed and wanted to be single because he there was another guy he wanted to go screw while I was out of town and he didn't think I would agree to that I wouldn't have um but he thought I was going to take him back after he broke up with me boy was he shocked um anyway so she went to show the picture and then he was like she had pulled it up and something happened with her phone and she went to find it again and it was gone so she texted me and asked me about it and i said yeah i deleted them i wiped them i wiped my social media completely clean these celebrities have nothing on me like the minute someone pisses me off boom you're gone just like that um and then I headed out to Detroit, um, because I was, as I mentioned, I was going home, um, for Christmas to spend some time with my best friend and my bestie-in-law, um, and, and the respective families, um, both families have accepted me, um, from both, from both my best friend and his husband, they, um, both families accepted me right away, as if I was just one of their own, like, there was never any doubt about it, <clears throat> Anyways, so on my way to Detroit, um, I put on my Angry Girl music, which includes Jagged Little Pill. So you can imagine how excited I was when they announced that it was going to be a musical. And I was even more excited um, when when they did a test out here in New York. It was actually in Brooklyn. But I was willing to go to Brooklyn to watch this musical because I mean yes please um so anyway so I was super 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 excited unfortunately I wasn't able to get tickets for it but it's coming to Broadway um and I didn't realize this at the time but the book is by Diablo Cody now People make fun of her, especially Family Guy, um, a, a, a ton, and we're maybe rightfully so, but I still think she's, like, super talented, and I love her to death. Um, and when we were talking about Ben Platt in the last segment, um, she's she was one of the ones I actually met. It was very briefly. She probably doesn't remember me at all, unless she remembers the crazy gay who fangirled all over her. I get him until I, I fangirled over too. Um, listen to me, I'm like name dropping. <laughs> you know, the cute little gay kid from Michigan is talking about these people like, we all get together for cocktails all the time. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yes, I, when I met the Apple Cody, I, I adored her. She was very sweet. Um, I know some people say she has a reputation for being a bitch. That was not my experience with her at all. Um, she was very sweet and very kind. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited for this to happen. I'm really hoping, um, that it's as good as the music is and inspires a whole new generation. Um, to just listen to that CD because more than it being angry girl breakup music 
it's just good music. And I'm sure I'm going to take a ton of shit for this. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of debating right now if it's going to be Mary T, Mandy, or Will who gives me shit for, the, for saying that. My, my money is going to be on Mandy this time. Uh, especially since I didn't text her today. Sorry, Mandy, I'm going to text you, I promise. I'm going to go and I'll be right back. And I'm back. Um, we're going to do another Drunk Awards segment. Um, and just so you know, that episode is shaping up. Um, when I finally release it, it's going to be like two hours long. So y'all have a lot to listen to. Um, especially if you haven't listened to everything all the way through. Um, Will might actually convince me to break it up into um, two or three different episodes I have um we've briefly touched on it but not not strongly um uh, we've we did briefly touch on the um on a couple of things um the premise of the vlog is going to be a deeper dive into the big stories um the podcast I think is going to stay mostly the same um some deep dives some um some deep dives some um mixed gossip episodes the blog is going to be all the crazy stories that happen um on a more on uh, day by day basis um right now we're just trying to figure out how to monetize um and and, and make money because we both need to make some money <laughs> so and, and not just from Any Day Rosé, which if you haven't gone yet, please go pick up some Any Day Rosé. It is delicious wine. <laughs> um, they didn't pay me for that plug, actually. So, executives from Any Day Rosé, if you're listening, maybe send me a check. <laughs> so, since we're talking about music, um, as I said earlier, Will and I did a test for the vlog... Um, just because I wanted to see, um, how, first of all, how I, I came across on camera, um, but to see what kind of format would fit best. With that being done, I'm very comfortable with what we've decided, um, but we also, um, did a test for, um, a new show for Will and I, where I'm actually very comfortable with that, and our topic that we talked about today was the Oscars. And it got me to thinking about um, how some of these movies actually got nominated. Um, Because there's... I didn't realize that there was actually some very negative things being said about The Favorite. Will brought that to my attention. Um, Vice... um, Vice um, really didn't hit with the critics very well, but still somehow ended up with eight nominations. And it doesn't make any sense. Um, And some really, really, truly great movies are being overlooked. 
Um, like, Spider-Man into Spider-Verse. I don't understand how, why that is, um, it's up for best animated feature, but why isn't it also up for best picture? Because its Rotten Tomato score is up there with the rest of them. And how did Vice get nominated for best picture when its Rotten Tomato score is so low? And, um... The critics I've read have said, you know, Adam McKay is a very talented man. Where the hell did he come up with this? How, like, the editing is horrible, the the story is weak. The only thing that is halfway decent here is the performances. Amy Adams and Christian Bale especially shine um, as Dick and Lynn Cheney. And I think the truth of the matter here is... Um, first of all, Amy Adams, I, and I, I said this earlier today, I've said it so many times, um, but it's so true, Amy Adams could sneeze on screen and they would hand her a nomination. Um, and Christian Bale, they couldn't give him an award for playing Batman because it goes against everything they believe. The only reason why Heath Ledger got nominated and won is because he died. And it was the last chance that they had to make up for um, not awarding him for Brokeback Mountain. Um, so, so how did this happen? Well, I, I think that there's a very big um, truth to... The elite Hollywood liberals want to pat themselves on the back. You made a movie about a Republican who is who's not relevant, who hasn't been relevant in more than a decade. And truthfully, probably even more than that. Um, but let's just go with a decade for, for now. Um... You know, you made him the anti-hero. And you got really good actors to give really good performances. You give me a million dollars, I can get really good actors to give really good performances too. Anyone worth their salt can get a good performance out of Amy Adams. Anyone worth their salt can make Christian Bale look evil. Okay, it's the truth. Adam McKay hasn't done anything special here. With the big short, he did something new in... I should say new. But he worked with the material that he had available. And it was... It was good. With Vice... He just didn't work his magic this time. And I'm sure there are people who disagree with me, but you're wrong. And it's okay for you to be wrong. I'm going to go and I will be right back. And I'm back. So for this final story, we're going to kind of break. Well, I guess in the last time I I really broke with the music theme. Um, I was originally going to talk about the music and I don't know why I got sidetracked. Um, And you can just hear Will screaming right now that if I had production notes, this wouldn't happen. 
Yes, it would. <laughs> um, I used to use production notes when I started the podcast. And then um, a couple episodes in, I just I, I decided I liked um, doing what I do, just talking about it. Um, because it's, it, it's off the cuff, and I think that works. That style works better for me. Um, but for the vlog, yes, I will be using more production notes. Um, and you guys will be meeting Will. Um, we were supposed to actually record an episode of the podcast today, but um, we wanted to make sure that the test went very well, which it did. Um, but yes, he will be co-hosting with me at some point. Um, we're probably going to... I'm probably going to let him nerd out because that's where he's very comfortable. Um, and again, you're going to um, also meet Mary T. She's going to be a recurring co-host with me. Um, another big nerd. I love you, Mary T. Um, and we'll probably talk a lot of comic book characters um, when she's on, especially Batman, her bae, and Spider-Man. And when we get into the big debate about who the better Spider-Man is, just remember, y'all, I'm right and she's wrong. (laughs) Speaking of co-hosts, everyone knows that Michael Strahan and Sarah Haynes left their respective shows to co-host GMA Day, which made no damn sense. Um... So, Michael Strahan actually left um, Live with Kelly and Michael to join Good Morning America. After joining Good Morning America, um, sometime last year, right around this time, they actually decided, hmm, we don't want to carry the chew anymore. So, we're going to go ahead and cancel it. The announcement wasn't made until, like, May. But those decisions are always made early. Um, That way they can let the um, the co-host know, they can let the crew know. And and to be fair, most of the crew from the two um, were actually given jobs on GMA Day. So I thought that was really cool. Um, But so... So he left left to go to GMA and then... Um, Sarah Haynes was a co-host of The View... She was actually the most single most popular host that show has ever seen. And that's not an exaggeration. Um, all of the polling showed it. So they figured they could transplant her from The View into this new GMA Day show. Well, what happened was not necessarily what they wanted. The ratings, they were getting a solid 2 million plus with the chew, which, even though it pains me to say, like, at least it was something different. Um, I I didn't watch it because it replaced my beloved, all my children. Um, but the chew was a moneymaker. There's no denying that. Not only from ad revenue, but also on the cookbooks and whatnot. So, basically, what happened was, um, some people say that, um, I can't remember his name right now, and this is why Will thinks I need production notes. 
Um, but to create another show, Mario um, Batali, that's not his name. Anyways, the Mario dude, um, who has several Me Too stories coming up with his name and attached to them, was let go. And then I think they just figured, hey, let's just throw the whole show out. Um, so they brought in Sarah and Michael in GMA Day Tank. Now, this is not a surprise because they, right after they canceled All My Children and One Life to Live, um, they tried uh, Good Afternoon in America, and that also tanked. This time, though, instead of accepting the fate and finding a new show to put in their time slot, they're rebranding the show Strahan and Sarah. It's quite obvious that they're hoping that lightning strikes twice um, and the ratings go up a la Live with Kelly and Ryan. Now, here's where it gets a little tricky. And um, at some point, I'm going to do a deep dive into this for you guys um, to kind of explain the inner workings of everything that happened. But for now, just deal with this really quick um, summary. After Michael Strahan left live, Kelly Ripa went on a workout strike, or a, a work strike, because she felt blindsided and that they should have consulted her and talked to her about what was happening. They gave her a big bonus, and um, they enticed her to come back. So she came back, but she let the audience know that Disney lied to her and that she was not pleased with this, which is fair. I mean, I think we can all agree to that. Well, her contract, as they were searching for the new co-host, her contract came up and she renewed it, but she asked for a significant raise and she got it. She also got promoted. Um, before, I think she was just a producer, but now she's an executive producer and actually has much more sway over the show. Um, so what I'm guessing is they're trying to get the Strahan and Sarah up off the ground so they could possibly cancel Live with Kelly. Because that show is now ex- uh, very expensive with two marquee name hosts. And the ratings probably don't justify that. Like I said, I'm going to do a deep dive into this. Um, and maybe I'll do a deep dive into the Today Show too. Um, those will be episodes of the podcast and not the vlog as of right now. Um, or or maybe I'll change my mind. I'll I'll pitch it to Will and see what um, we what he thinks, and um, where we think that this will work best. But for now, thank you all for listening, as always. And I am lifting my champagne glass up to you and saying cheers.